Welcome to Student of the Game Podcast, where we help you master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, and win at the game of life. I'm your host, Brad Knoll. Welcome to the classroom. Welcome back to another episode of Student of the Game. I'm telling you what, I'm a little nervous today. I'm excited about this conversation. We got a CEO in the room. We got a CEO in the room. This is my friend, Chantel Smith-Jones. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do this brief introduction, but after this conversation today, she will need no further introduction uh, to, to this audience. But uh, Chantel is a WNBA, a FIBA, NIL sports agent and CEO, founder of Capture Sports Agency. Born and raised right here in our own backyard, Fort Wayne. Uh, attended Southside High School, go Archers. Uh, received a scholarship to run track at Indiana Tech for four years, becoming a multi-national champion. We got a national champion on the pod. And then recently inducted, wait for this, recently inducted into the Indiana Tech Hall of Fame. Uh, she also coaches at Indiana Tech and currently is in her fourth year while winning several national titles and coaching several All-Americans and champions. Um, but probably a title you probably appreciate the most is wife, godmother, aunt, and believer, and much more. So you live this definition, you say, of live here, lead here. Chantel, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Brad. I'm excited. This is so cool. So um, a big, big topic right now is NIL. You mentioned that uh, as far as you do a lot of that. But let's, let's talk about the sports agency industry. Yeah, for, for those people that don't know that, why don't you define that? What does is, what is being a sports agent mean? I get that question so much. So for the most part... Being a sports agent just means like you're managing athletes' careers on the court and off the court. And that could mean anything from um, finances or their contract negotiating, their marketing, helping them build their personal brand, helping them build a business, helping them start a nonprofit, whatever the case may be. So it's just a lot of different things that agents help athletes do. Then that's kind of what the sports agency industry is all about. So I so I got asked to uh, to play in like the old man Concordia Seminary League uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, do I need a sports agent? Like I'm trying to see like do I need do I need to throw this out there? Do I need a contract if if I'm an old guy uh, or or what's your target audience? I guess is a better question. Who who you who are you trying to meet when it comes to the sports agency? Well, not the guy that's going to the no no rec leagues <laughs> no rec <laughs> leagues. There's no money in the rec leagues, right? Yeah, I mean, so for the most part, it's. It's high school athletes that are going to play collegiate sports, whether that be basketball, track and field, football, baseball, tennis, whatever the case may be. NIL is pretty much open for us. Um, and then we're also into those athletes who are trying to play in the WNBA as well as overseas basketball as well. That's fantastic. So we're going to talk a lot about NIL. For those listeners that don't know what that means, you, you need to know what this means because a lot of small businesses listen to this podcast. So whether you're selling t-shirts, whether you're a dentist, whether you're a financial advisor, whatever the case may be, I think you know the, the whole message of student of the game is there are clues out there. You got to pay attention to the clues. You know, Other industries have clues that you can adopt into your business. NIL stands for name, image, and likeness. And for again, for those that don't know, uh, college athletes can now get paid for their name, image, and likeness. Um, there, is, there is out there a negative connotation of paying athletes. But in, in my experience, I think there's a lot of positives that, uh, that the athletes can, can experience. Uh, like number one, I'm mentoring a, a college athlete and I can take him to dinner now. 
where before I, I, I couldn't do that, you know? So the access that these athletes have is, is fantastic. But if, if you're a small business owner, think about this, what do you do every single day that engages with your name, your image, and your likeness? If you're a home inspector, if you're an insurance agent, you know, can you, can you double down on your name, your image, and your likeness? You know, talk a little bit about name, image, and likeness and what that means. You know, give us some of the good stuff because we hear a lot of the bad stuff like, oh, this guy got, you know, a million bucks or Angel Reese is worth this much money and she's not showing up to practice. You know, talk <laughs> about the good stuff. What, what What's happening out there? For sure. So, you know, as I've put in my ebook that I just recently um, made available for everybody. Um, nice. So for Thank the you. most part, it's it's not all about the bad things. Like if you keep the main thing, the main thing, a lot of these athletes will be perfectly fine. It's all about the guidance. It's all about who's guiding them in the background. Um, and for us, we always tell our athletes, keep the main thing, the main thing. So you have athletes who, you know, they're making money, but they're also building their brand. Like these athletes are developing skills now that they wouldn't have been able to develop if, they, if there was no NIL there, right? So you have athletes who are, you know, getting better at marketing, you know, they're marketing themselves better. They're getting into PR and, you know, a whole bunch of other different things. Like they're learning how to run a business. They're learning how to start a business, things they wouldn't have been able to do if there was no NIL. So those are some of the good things that they're able to do. They're able to get back to their communities, um, do camps back in their hometowns or even in the, in the town that they're playing basketball in, you know, or not even just basketball, but football or tennis, whatever the case may be, like they're able to give back to their community. I think that's the biggest thing. And then the the other thing is, you know, you have so many athletes who come from, you know, low-end homes or, you know, ways where they didn't have too much growing up, right? So now they have the opportunity to not only provide for themselves, but to also provide for their families. And I feel like if they're being led in the right way, that could be tremendous for not only that athlete, but for that family as well. I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, making generational changes here, you know? So, so let's take that, that kid, uh, you know, for, first of all, if you're a small business, we're all in the name, image, and likeness business. I'm in the name, image, and likeness business. My business does not move forward. If people don't know my name, if I don't create an image or, or a brand and, and it's got to have some likability to it. If my clients don't like working with me, I'm going to be out of business, right? You, the True. listener, you, the listener, if you don't have a good name, if your image is is tainted or scarred or, or or blemished, and if your clients don't like you, if your vendors you work with don't like you, like this, this is teaching these athletes an amazing skill set. Matter of fact, I'm just gonna throw this out there. If you're an athlete listening to this right now and you're you're participating in NIL, call me up. Let's get into the real estate business because you have you have a master's degree in how to run a business and grow your personal brand. Like what you just said. Right. So let's let's get these athletes out here into the marketplace, because when they're done with sports, because everybody's career ends, I can attest to that. You know, you can yeah. attest to that. You, your career will end. What are you going to do with that information? You know, afterwards, that's, that's part of being a student of the game. Facts. Um, t tell me tell me about these camps, because I look at this and say uh, when I was when I was an athlete, you know, I would go work a camp. So I went to Purdue, I went to Michigan State to Tom Izzo's camp and I would work that camp and I would get paid, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And at the time, a college kid, like, you know, 150 bucks for a week worth of camp, man, I, I was killing it. Like I was cooking, yeah. you know, and I was feeling good. But what if I could have gone back to my hometown and thrown a camp at my high school where I could have made a thousand dollars? I mean, like, think about that. The same time frame, learning yep. a new skill set. 
And then bringing that thousand dollars, maybe go getting a pair of shoes because I wanted to, when I was a college kid, maybe going out to a dinner because that because that's something I didn't have access to. But then what you talked about, what if I sent 500 bucks home to mom for rent? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what if I help, what if I help, you know, my, my cousin with his car note, you know, what if I help, you know, my, my sibling, you know, with their books, like that's, that's real life stuff that that's making a difference. Um, tell me a little bit, how'd you get into it? Sports Oof. agency, how'd you, how'd you, how'd you get into it? Tell me that journey a little bit. Sure. So for the most part, like sports has always been, you know, a huge part of me and and why I do what I do. So I started playing basketball at like the age of three. Well, I'll say I started dribbling a basketball at the age yes. of three. I, um, I didn't really get into any like put together games, like, mm-hmm. like on a team, you know, I really mm-hmm. wasn't playing on a team until I got to middle school. So went from there, played at Southside on the basketball team. And then also ran track at Southside as well. Didn't know anything about track until my freshman year in high school. So did all that. Uh, I Hold believe on, time, in, on, time, on, time on time on time on national title. I'm going back to your bio national titles, hall of fame. And you didn't start track until high school. Yeah, <laughs> man, man. If you're listening right now and you think you're behind, it is not too late, right? It's never, <laughs> it's, ne- it's never too late to be a national champion and a hall of famer. Keep going. But I, I need to point that out to the listener right now. Cause if you're listening and you're not where you want to be, this is somebody who started in high school and in college was a hall of famer, all American with a natty. Yes. <laughs> keep, keep going. Keep going. I'm interrupting. Sorry. I just, no, I know you're fine. I, I'm, I'm addicted to greatness. And when I see it, I need to call it out. And that's, that's yeah. great. So, so you put in the work, first of all, there's, there's a story there. You put in some work to get to where you yes. were. Back. So played basketball at Southside, thought I was going to go to the WNBA, had to rechange, re- rethink everything <laughs> um, with that. Um, realized that I really was not going to go to the league. So then, like I said, I started running track my freshman year. Didn't even know what track was. All of a sudden, became good at running track. Went to state my junior and senior year. Ended up placing fifth at states in the 400 my junior year. So I was thinking, I might be good at this, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Basketball is my first love. I'm just here, you know. So after that, was able to run in the Midwest Meet of Champions. And then that's where... I think I spoke to um, the track coach at Indiana Tech there. Then from there, that's when I ended up running at Indiana Tech. Thought I was going to be an Olympian because in my mind, I mean, I'm running pretty fast, right? So I think it's like my sophomore, junior year. I'm realizing a lot of these people that I'm running with are running like zebras. So there's no way that I'm keeping up with a zebra. So (laughs) just like, you know, the basketball plan I had to redirect. So in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, what can I do in sports where I don't have to be a professional athlete, but I can still be in the sports industry and still be able to make a difference. So I I did some research, was trying to figure out where to go because I had no clue. So somehow a sports agent came into my mind. Don't know how, don't know where it just popped up. Mm -hmm. Like didn't even really know anybody who was in the sports industry. And I didn't know anything about Eugene Parker or Roosevelt Barnes until after I started doing research about sports agency. So I think it was like, uh, I want to say beginning of my junior year is when I really started reaching out to people, seeing if I can get like internships and stuff like that. was reaching out to Eugene, couldn't get a hold of Eugene at all. I was so hurt. But 
I was able to get a internship down in Dallas remotely because I was still running at Indiana Tech. So it's not like I could leave and, you know, do stuff like that. So I, I was able to get that internship down in Dallas for about a year, year and a half, still reaching out to Eugene Park at the same time. And before I knew it, Eugene had passed away and I felt like my opportunity just went away with it. So I had to was like, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. Like, there's nobody here who's going to help me. Like, I'm I'm lost. So my sports management advisor at the time, there was a um a law professor at Indiana Tech. Didn't know this guy. He was a former NFL agent as well as like an entertainment agent as well. And Dyer had put me in contact with him. So I ended up talking to him and he was just like, you know, I, I really see your passion in this. Like, I understand what you're trying to do. And normally when people talk to me about being a sports agent, I brush them off because they're not really serious about this. There's no passion for it. And he's like, with you, there's passion. So because you have passion, I'm going to help you. And ever since then, like he helped me set up the business, register the business, everything. Like I was going in his office, reading contracts, figuring out everything just in that moment while I was still in college. And then by 2015, that's when I had decided to start Capture Sports Agency. Mm, pause, pause right there, Shantia. Listen to this. So you talked about your passion. I got to imagine, I got to imagine the lessons you learned from sports, right? Starting, starting out in track, you know, in high school and becoming an All-American and national champion. That doesn't happen without passion. That doesn't yes. happen with somebody like addicted to the process, right? Falling in love with the practice. And what, what that tells me is that's what sports taught you about being in business now. Like that passion, mm-hmm. if you, if you didn't have that passion, if you're just like, Hey, you know, I, I want to meet, you know, famous athletes and, and make a lot of money. That professor would have blew you off. They'd yeah. be like, just like, just like everybody else, get out of here. But yep. I, I hope, I hope the listener, if the listener right now is, is going through something where you're trying to make it work. I, I think the question you look in the mirror and you start with is, do I have the passion? Like, do I have the passion to go through, you know, things that suck for a while? Do I have the passion to go through rejection? Do I have the passion to be on the bottom and work my way up? That's exactly what you talked about. Mm-hmm. That's good. Man, man, no, you're good. That's, that's what I heard. You're good. Uh, <laughs> keep going. All right. So you started the agency? Yes. And then from there, I'm trying to think. I think we've been in business for about eight years now, December is when we started back in 2015. So since then it's been it's been an up and down roller coaster. But like you said with that passion, anything is possible. And I think what the the most important part of the story that I left out mm-hmm. is that when I was still doing my internship in Dallas, I was in prayer one day coming from class and God gave me this, you know, he was just like, you know, I think you should bring a sports agency to Fort Wayne. And in my mind, He's crazy. <laughs> like there's there's no way that you want me to bring a sports agency back to Fort Wayne. Like I don't I don't know what that is. I don't even know what that looks like. I just have no clue. And then so I ignored it for like another 2 3 weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was in prayer again and God pretty much was like, "You know, if I called you to do this, then you're more than qualified." And I literally just started bawling. And then I was just like, "Okay, we're going to do this then. And ever since that's then, a, I've a moment. pretty much been obedient since then. So it's it's been a great that's faith a walk. Yes. 
Um, do you do you share that story with your, with your clients? Not often. You need to. You need you need and and I I want the listener to hear their own story in this. Like you gotta you gotta be vulnerable and you gotta share that with your clients. And the reason why is because there's people you're impacting right now. Like you have you have clients right now that are either making money or they've got contracts or they're going to make money, and they wouldn't be doing that if you didn't have that moment. Yeah, I, I think I, I think here here's here's the bigger here's the bigger thing. The bigger thing is we all get busy. We're all busy. Like life is busy. Work is busy. You know, it's a grind. You know, stop fooling yourself that life is easy. It's a good life, right? It, it is a good life. It's pure. It rewards you for working. It's not a great life. There's death, divorce, delinquency. There's, there's trauma. There, there's stuff, right? It's a good life. And I think, you know, I think where, where the, the message here is, is when you're passionate about something, when you, when you pause and you reflect and you listen, you create space for that. You create margin in your life and not just be busy. When you have that time to listen, which is what you did, you were listening. And then all of a sudden, through listening, through creating that space, mm-hmm. you gain clarity. And had you not had that moment of listening, you wouldn't be impacting as many people as you are today. You, you, said, the word, you said the word obedient, which, which is, I mean, that's a fantastic word. But I also think... I also think, you know, pausing and listening is, is part of being obedient. Yeah, You can't be obedient until you stop and listen. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there right now and you feel like you're on that hamster wheel and you just go, 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 go. Like what I just heard right now, I'm, I'm actually taking notes as, as, as we're talking today. And I just took a note of like, I need to carve out time. I need to put time in my calendar to pause and to listen. Great book by Bob Bodine called Two Chairs. I'll, I'll recommend that to, to the listeners. Bob Bodine, Two Chairs. Uh, matter of fact, Shanti, I'm gonna connect you if I can connect you with him. He's uh, we'll we'll, t- we'll connect offline, but you guys need to know each other. Time out. Student of the Game is brought to you by Knoll Team Real Estate. Our mission is to eradicate mediocre real estate transactions. On your largest financial purchase, you shouldn't have to deal with average. We do this by helping you save time, reduce your stress, and helping you keep as much money in your pocket as we can. You can help us out by introducing us to your friends or family who want to make confident real estate decisions, whether buying, selling, building, or investing. At Knoll Team Real Estate, we are connected to a group of realtors who sell one in every eight homes in North America. If you know someone moving out of your area, there's a great chance we can connect them to somebody we know, like, and trust. Remember, relationships win. Now back to the show. What do you think? Um, I, I hijacked. I kind of hijacked your story there a little bit, but I felt I felt like a little tug on me to say, make sure you share that story with your clients because they wouldn't be where they're at if you didn't have that moment. I love it. All right. What do you think the fundamentals are? What are the fundamentals to what you do every day in the, in the sports agency business? We'll talk about coaching a little later, but what do you think the fundamentals are? I think for being in the sports agency industry. The fundamentals, more than anything, is communication. Communication is huge. And if you're not able to communicate, you know, on a high level, that's when things get slipped through, you know, different areas and people aren't understanding what's exactly being said or maybe you miss a deadline or something like that. So communication is like the number one thing for us as fundamentals. The other thing is you have to be consistent. You have to consistently be talking to clients, parents, 
coaches, GMs, brands, athletes, everything. Like you have to consistently be doing that on a regular basis. Um, it's attending games. It's being, you know, at a, at a track meet one day, that's two days. And then you come back and then you have to go to Virginia, you know, or something like that. So you have to be flexible with your time and be able to, you know, stick to your schedule and know, all right, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. All right. How can we make this work in the best way where it doesn't burn us out, you know, for the most part. So it's that communication, it's consistency, it's being flexible. Um, it's sticking to your schedule and knowing what you can and cannot do, which is a lot of things that helps for the most part. You know, it's, it's always being knowledgeable. Stay learning because mm-hmm. if you feel like you know everything, you're you're already, you messed up already, you know? So yeah. it's constantly learning about the industry and what's going on because as we know, the world is constantly changing. The industries are constantly changing. And if you could just continue to find ways to learn about the industry, like you said, network, network with people, build relationships. There's people out here that know a lot more than what you may know. I may know anything. And those are the people that you want to tap into and be able to get information from and learn from those people and capitalize on what they've given you. So I think those are like the the biggest fundamentals um, for being a sports agent in this industry. I love it. As you were saying, communication, the first word that came into my my mind was consistency. And then you followed it up with that. I'm telling you, I mean, you got this down. If if you if you are a business owner, if you're a salesperson, if if you're trying to, if you're trying to impact change, if you're trying to, you know, have a message and be understood, you you gotta communicate. But we we say communication is an exercise in memorization. If the people you're talking to don't remember what you just said, you did not communicate. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all, we've all been in that scenario where it's like, man, I told them three times. How did they not remember? Well, guess what? You didn't communicate. If they don't remember, yeah. you didn't communicate. And then that consistency, what does that consistency do? When you are consistent with your clients, when you're consistent with your vendors, that builds trust, right? I mean, like every relationship is built on the foundation of trust. And how do you get trust? You got to connect, you got to communicate, and you got to be consistent with it. I love it. Sister, you're queen, man. We could stop this right now. This is a ma- like I say this a lot, but this is a master's degree. You could literally stop the podcast right now after 22 minutes, and you could like take notes. And if you just communicated better and were more consistent, you, the listener, would probably have the business you were looking for. You probably would have the relationship you were looking for. You would probably have the health that you were looking for. Like every area of your life can be impacted. That's that's why fundamentals, other than relationships, win. Fundamentals win because mm-hmm. strategies, strategies, and tactics will change. It changes how you communicate with somebody. It changes the the frequency in which you consistently connect with people. The strategies and tactics will change, but the fundamentals will not. I love it. I love it. Let's dive in a little bit. I want to talk. Um, I want to talk a little bit about business here. So you explained being a sports agent. Talk about being the entrepreneur. Talk about being the business person. Because here's what I hear. Here's what I see. I see, man. Oh, it's got to be awesome going to all these sporting events as an athlete. Like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then here, here you are meeting with either mom or dad or somebody. And you're like, yeah, your athlete's pretty good. And they're like, no, they're the greatest. And it's like, you got, you got to be honest with them and you got you to speak some truth. So as a business owner, there's got to be this tug of war between I need more clients, but I don't want 
every client. Like you gotta, mm-hmm. like, like you gotta optimize your time, right? Like how do you, yep. how do you, how do you decide on, you know, the work that you do as an agent when it comes to running a business? I mean, expenses, right? Going to all the, you just said, oh, I go here and then I go to Virginia. That's not free. Yeah. <laughs> right. Talk, talk, about, talk about running the business. Like what, what are the behind the scenes? Like when you, when, when I say fall in love with practice or fall in love with the process, what does that mean to you? It's so many things like falling in love with the practice is pretty much, like I said, like the whole knowledgeable thing, mm-hmm. like you wake up and like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how my morning was already. So I woke up this morning and one of the things that had to happen was I had to check the ESPN app to see, all right, how many clients do I have playing today? And if they're playing today, I need to say, Hey, it's game day. Good luck. I'm rooting for you. Let's go. Right. So we started off that way. And then anything else we need to talk about within that time frame, like if it's something that they slept on or whatever the case may be, we're talking about that the whole time. Then I had to get up and go to Amp Lab to uh, work with my high school intern, Harrison, which is doing a phenomenal job. And then from there, we come here. Yes. (laughs) We come here and then we have to go to practice and then. You know, in between all that, we're we're talking to brands. You know, we're reaching out to brands constantly. Um, we're also recruiting people. Like we're trying to figure out, like you said, like what athletes best fit this agency because every athlete does not fit the agency. And that's something that you have to know as a business as well is that everybody is not going to be a customer. You know, everybody is not going to want your service or something like that. So you have to you have to diligently reach the people that you really need to reach and be able to be able to to bring those people in and talk to them the way um, that you need to. So for us, when looking for, you know, certain athletes, we're looking for athletes who, you know, want to give back to their communities, Mm. who are strong, driven individuals who want to leave a legacy. And they also want to build something. You know, they're not just saying like, I'm just here. You know, we're looking for people who want to, you know, make an impact and impact their communities, their families, um, their friends, their peers, whatever the case may be. You know, those are the type of athletes that we're looking for. So and we know that that's the type of agency that we are as well. So if that's the type of agency that we are, we know that we want to bring those type of people in as well. So there's some high school kids listening to this podcast and and, and, they, and they actually run track. So I'm going to speak to them for just a second. Materialism is OK. Mm-hmm. But but when you find your identity in it, people like Chantille will not hire you. You have to have some substance to your life. Mm-hmm. We are talking about core values right now. Something that I heard you say without using the words is, is when you're, when you're bringing on a new athlete, the core values have to align. Like we have to be in alignment so mm-hmm. that we, can, so that we can go further together. And if those core values, if, if you want to hire a sports agent just so you can get that next contract and buy that nice car, like if that's the reason, it ain't for us. Not for you. Right? Mm-hmm. Talk to me. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I want to move through this conversation a little bit, but I, I hope I hope businesses, I, I'm listening as a business myself to you. And we we talk a lot about, you know, there's there's the real estate market and then there's the industry. The market is if you're a homeowner, what's your home worth? If you're a buyer, how can you win, right? Like uh, that's the market. 
the industry is what do I have to do to set my team up for success? What do I have to do to set my clients up for success? How do I run a business? What software do we invest in? How many people on our team? How many staff? How many agents? How many this, that? Like, I got to imagine you're, you're in the same spot where you're thinking to yourself, okay, what's the market, right? What's the market? I have to understand the market, which is what are these athletes worth in the marketplace to these brands, to these universities, to these communities, right? So it's like market value, but then you also have mm-hmm. to understand the industry. What, what am I doing to outperform my competition? What is this other agency doing? You know, what is this other brokerage doing that, you know, could, could potentially pull some of my customers, my clients away. And if, and if you're a business out there, I think that's something that you constantly need to be aware of, like that self-awareness of the, whatever the market is doing, that's the advice you're giving your clients. What the industry is doing, that's the advice you give yourself on how to run a business. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and I think, and, and you're, you're touching on all those. Um, what are, what are some strategies or what are some, what are some, uh, I guess, uh, services that you're providing some of these athletes? Like when it comes to maybe so financial for, management or, 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 or yeah. like, you know, learning yep. business. So for the most part for our clients is, is brand management, it's contract negotiations, contract negotiations, it's marketing, it's helping them build a brand, helping them build a website, um, helping them set up some type of e-commerce website so they can do their own merch, um, mm-hmm. helping them put together eBooks so that they can sell and make their own profit and stuff like that. But it's also um, helping them dig into their community, helping them figure out who they are and invest in themselves. Um, we also have connections where we have them talk with people who are in real estate and people who are in investments and financing and stuff like that so that they can have that extra knowledge of knowing what that is, you know, so that they don't, you know, we don't lead them into the wrong direction. Right. So as long as we have those things in order for them they're able to learn and grow and, and not make the decisions of not knowing those things. Mm. Well, I, I'll tell you this. I, I hope, I hope your clients understand how good they have it working with you. Like I, I hope, I hope you feel affirmed you. today that, uh, that you're, you're doing real work that matters. You know, the, the people, the people that didn't know much about name, image and likeness and NIL, some of the things that you're doing now, um, which is, which is outside of contract negotiation, by the way, like this is like contract 2.0. Um, yeah. you know, I, I hope, I hope they have gratitude because you're making some moves. You know, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud to call you a friend. I'm, I'm proud to get to know you better. Uh, and, and I love that, you know, you, you are inspired by being in Fort Wayne. Um, for those that don't know, you, you mentioned, uh, Eugene, uh, he was, correct me if I'm wrong, but as a, uh, as what was it like the eighties, he was like the first prominent black, uh, sports mm-hmm. agent to hit the market. And he worked with the biggest names, uh, the biggest names, Deion Sanders, Emma Smith. I mean, you, you want to keep going down the list, we can, but the reality is he was an icon in the sports mm-hmm. agency world from Fort Wayne, Indiana. So when Chantille says, you know, that's who she looked up to and, and kind of modeled her, her business after, like, you want to talk about the goat, that's the goat, yeah. right? <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I've heard people say before, like, hey, I never had a chance to meet my mentor. I think it's okay. Like, I, I think it's okay to give ourselves permission that, there are people in our lives that we may not meet, but can still be our mentors. We, they, mm-hmm. they, they create, I'm going to say this twice. People who we don't meet can be our mentors and they will create ripple effects for how far we go. But mm-hmm. I believe we have a responsibility to then create ripple effects for the people behind us. 
I believe Amen. we have to dream so big that the people behind us can walk right through. And you're doing that. Like you're doing that for, let's talk, talk about women, man. I got, I got two daughters that are athletes. Talk about the girls. Now, what, speak, speak to young girls right now. What do you want to tell young girls right now? Whether, I mean, take, take any angle. T- say it's a young black girl and, and she wants to build a business. Say it's a, a female athlete. Say it's somebody who wants to get into, you know, agency. Talk, talk to the young girls out there. What do you, what's something you wish somebody would have given you advice? What does your younger self need right now? Man, it's, it's, it's so much I could say, but I think the only thing that's coming to my head right now is go get it. Mm. Rather it be in sports, whether it be in business or your career, whatever the case it may be, go get it. Like there's going to be so many people to tell you, no, there's going to be so many roller coaster rides that you're going to have to get on. And there's going to be so many people that doubt you because you're a woman, because you're a female, because you're black, whatever the case may be, you can't let that stop you because nobody can stop you, but you. And I feel like if you, if you have that confidence in yourself to know that whatever I'm set to do, whatever I want to do, I can do it. And there's nobody that can stop me. And I feel like that's the thing that's going to separate you from being someone who gets stopped by what other people tell you that you cannot do. Mm-hmm. I just, that, <laughs> that was fantastic. I had to pause. I had to pause because what what you also need to follow that up with, young ladies, because we're speaking to you right now. We're speaking to anybody, but we're just going to talk to the young women right now. What you, what you really need to follow it up with, Chantil, is go get it. But but I have to. But you can't just go get it. You actually. So it, let's take your journey. You have to you have to pause and you have to reflect and you have to think about what it is you really want. And then you mm-hmm. have to be and you have to be passionate about it. And then you have to go put in a lot of work. So when you say go get it, you're actually saying go get it from experiential knowledge that you put in that work. You had the passion. You did mm-hmm. A, B, C, and D is go get it. You can't just go get it without putting in the work because those reps is what's going to build your confidence. When somebody says no, and guess what? Hey, young kids, they're going to say no, yep. right? Adults, they're going to say no. If you're expecting nobody to say no in your life, that's fool's gold. But I 100% agree with you. I told my kids this, I I said on the last one, stop sitting on the bench like you're waiting for the bus. Go get Mm -hmm. it. Get in the game. Get in the game. Your message, your message is amazing. I'm glad I heard it today. And if there's one person listening to this podcast, I know they're going to benefit from it. If there's a million people listening, I know they're going to benefit from it. I love, I love how um, at the core, you're authentic, you believe in yourself, and it's because you put the work in. And now you're going and getting it. And you've been going and getting it, haven't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, can't do the WNBA, so I'm going to do this track thing. Okay, now I'm a Hall of Famer, All-American, you know, national champion. The, your background in coaching and your background in athletics has, has prepared you for not only what you're going through now, but what's about to come. I hope you're ready for some big things. I am. Good for you. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest today. Before we leave, uh, we got to know what is winning at the game of life look like? You got to master the fundamentals. You got to know what those are. Fundamentals are like truth statements. Like what's the truth about what you do? And once you find the truth, then you got to fall in love with practice. And you obviously have that passion. You obviously are falling in love with all the behind the scenes stuff. If you listed out everything you do right now, your younger self may not have signed up to get into to this <laughs> business, but you know what? That's okay. That's what keeps everybody else out, right? 
That's what keeps your competition out. So now what does winning at the game of life look like for you? What's next? For me, it's just being faithful. Mm. You know, being being faithful, being consistent. And pretty much like you said, just keep feeding that passion, right? Because that's what's going to keep you going. And if it, it has to be something that's bigger than you. Because if you're just doing it for the material gang or the monetary gang, whatever the case may be, like the money will stop. Sometimes the money might drop, right? So if that was all you were going for, you're going to fold, right? So if you if you stay faithful and you stay consistent in it, greater things are going to come. Mm. Greater things will come and more blessings will come. And I feel like that is, you know, the true success in everything. That's a, we have a phrase called greatness in the moment. You know, and I think, I think life is, is built up, uh, life is built up of, of many moments strung along together. And most people that are listening to this, that are, are high achievers, that are goal setters, uh, myself, we, we sometimes fail to realize that there's greatness in those moments. And it's mm-hmm. because you know, we're too busy or we're too distracted trying to find those outcomes. And there's not greatness in outcomes. Outcomes are feedback. But there's greatness in the moment. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about being great in every moment, appreciating the blessings, which are, which are moment mm-hmm. by moment, by the way. Man, you're deep, sis. I'm just <laughs> you're deep. I love it. I love these conversations. I I'm I'm actually horrible at, at surface conversations. I'm I'm horrible at coffee talk. But you want to talk <laughs> deep? I can get there. Let's go. Uh, in this podcast, student of the game, we believe that relationships win. We believe that you know I've been I've been slowly building a relationship with you for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Hitting you on Facebook, seeing what you're doing, making a comment, seeing you out every once in a while, saying hi. We we've been building a relationship, steady, 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 to get to this point where now we can feature you as a guest. And uh, we believe on this podcast that relationships win. If you're going through something in life, guess what's going to help? A relationship, mm-hmm. a good, healthy relationship. If you want to hit a goal, guess how you're going to get there? Not how, it's who. Who's going to help you get there? In your life, you know, the kids say, uh, "Give him his flowers. Give her her flowers." I'm gonna give you some flowers today. Thank you for being on here. All right. But, but who's somebody in your life that's helped you get to where you are today? Who's somebody you want to send some virtual flowers to today? Uh, I will say first and foremost, um, my husband, Desmond Jones, because he sees everything. (laughs) Um, he, he sees the grind, he sees the passion and and he's always there for a helping hand and always willing to help, um, no matter what might be going on or something like that. So, um, Really want to give him his flowers because he does a lot behind the scenes. Um, also want to give flowers to my mother. She's also <laughs> always in my ear saying, you need to do this, you need to do that. <laughs> um, so that's that's like my, uh, my undercover agent. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> my mother, uh, definitely want to thank Javon Barnes, one of the, the greatest mentors that I've had in the city. It's like a big brother to me. Um, also want to thank, um, or even just give flowers to, um, Steve Franks. Um, he was there from the beginning, um, really big help, um, at the beginning and stuff like that. Um, uh, definitely want to thank Craig Dyer. I feel like I'm at the Grammys, but this is, <laughs> this, this is your show. Uh, this is your show. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I want to thank Craig Dyer. I uh, want to thank Andre Cummings. I want to thank my family. 
And uh, also want to think, uh, thank um, another one of my mentors, Eric Wiesel, who's um, a WNBA agent who has taken me under his wing as well. Um, and also, I just want to thank Selwyn Roberts, who works with um, Lee Steinberg. I think they have equity sports now. So there's a lot of people who have definitely helped me along the way on this journey as not only a sports agent, but also a coach. So I just want to thank everybody. Thank Edgar for giving me the opportunity to coach. Um, and, and so many other people I can keep going, but just want to thank those people uh, for always supporting and being there. I don't want to steal your show. This, this, <laughs> this is fantastic. You, you better send this episode to all of your clients, all the people you're sending flowers to, and just say thank you because the ripple effects of everybody you just named is a beautiful queen is running a business, doing things that's going to keep growing and keep blessing people because you're, people talk about mindset, but not everybody talks about heart set. Like sometimes you got to set your mind, right? Everybody, everybody hears that mindset, 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 but I can tell, I can tell you're different. You're not just changing your mindset on things. You're changing your heart set and it's cool. It's cool to see that in people. So thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this has been a fantastic episode. I could talk sports all day long. Just so the listeners know, this is not a sports podcast. I just happen <laughs> to like it. So that's just what we're going to talk about. But but I know you're running the business out there. I know you're grinding. I know I know if you are a student of the game, you are listening to what Chantil was talking about as a sports agent, and you can adopt a few things into your personal business. Man, I'm cheering for you. If you like this show, if you truly believe relationships win, you download this show, you subscribe to it because you never know which relationship I'm bringing on here that's going to help you win at the game you're playing. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a guest today. Hey, thank you for having me, Brad. I'm so excited. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Student of the Game podcast. Whatever game you are playing, I'm cheering for you. See you in the next class.